0: Welcome to the Access VFX
1: podcast, pursuing inclusion, diversity,
0: awareness, and opportunity in VFX, animation, and games industries.
2: Hi, my name is Simon Devereux, founder and director of Access VFX. In this series of episodes, we're finding out what it's really like to move to a big city and get a first job as a runner in a VFX studio living on a tight budget. Here's what some runners at Union VFX had to say.
3: Thanks for your time guys, I'm just going to go around the table and you could maybe tell me your name uh, and what your job is. I'm Cameron and I'm a
0: runner. My name is Lindsay and I'm a compositor. My name is Jasmine and I'm an environment artist.
1: Uh, My name is Alex and I'm a 3D generalist.
0: So we're
3: trying to just address the fact that some people are a little bit daunted by coming to London. They've maybe watched too many horrible things on the news. Um, or have never really left somewhere where they grew up. And I know that all of us in this room have moved to London, so we just wanted to have a little bit of a chat about some of the things that that meant and what advice you might give people who are thinking about making that leap. So I'm gonna ask you guys how you first you know, got your first role within the visual effects
1: industry in London. So I was a runner, basically my first part My first job in this industry was working here at Union as a runner Um, and in case you don't know, uh, runners don't get paid very much so for me I was uh, living at home with my mum in Cambridge so it was quite close relatively close to London, I could commute every day Um, but I did stay in a lot of youth hostels in that time to save money and save commuting time um, which was really good because they helped develop me as a person and give me experiences that I wouldn't know about otherwise.
3: So, was it cheaper to stay in the youth hostel than to return commute to Cambridge? Yeah, it was
1: like for a, for a young person with a third off discount um, on train fares, it was still like £27 a day to come to London and back with peak train times, uh, which I wouldn't be getting. Um, but on a hostel, it was £10. So, on, on a weekday in London, you can get cheap hostels, about £10. Um, so plus food, 15 quid a day, it's a lot cheaper, and you can go out in Leicester Square or whatever. <laughs> uh, or Shoreditch or Camden or, or cool places like that. Um, so yeah, that's what I did, and it was okay looking back. Um, so
3: tell me the most interesting person that you met staying in the Youth hostel.
1: Oh, there's, there's too many. <laughs> I, I, I can't really... I mean, yeah, you meet, you meet some insane people, but you do meet some really cool people, um, which I'm still friends with, and, you know various things like that, Uh, but yeah, um, it was a good part of my life.
4: Great, anybody else? Mm -hmm. Yep. So I started as a runner as well, and like Alex was saying, at first the pay is not that much, but I was kind of lucky because at the time I was living in in a friend with a friend uh, and her family, and uh, we Mm -hmm. met at uni, so it was kind of um, easy and they gave me like really cheap friends so I could afford and we were living in uh, South London so that's already quite cheap compared to everywhere else in London and um, it was quite funny because they didn't speak any English so I had to learn (laughs) Spanish (laughs) 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 but it was okay. Wow, well that's a good skill to have. (laughs) Um, they were really good at cooking, too. So. Oh, bad. <laughs> so, yeah, throughout, um, I lived with them for about uh, two or three years. And that really helped me because uh, the rent was really cheap. So I was able to live comfortably um, while I was around there. And then eventually, um, when I had enough money to move out, I did. And went to live with a friend in a flat. And so do you still see them now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're still in contact. <laughs> we wish at each much. other Merry Christmas and... Uh, uh, they live quite far from me now, so I don't get to see them that much, but I still see my friends quite a lot, because we're kind of in the same scene, so we like to go out in the same places. Nice. And it was nice, yeah. It was like a I was adopted by a Colombian yeah. family. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Jasmine?
0: Um, so I started as well as a runner in the industry. I worked at the mill for six months, and um, as this guy said, the budget for a run salary is very low, so you need to juggle many things and make sure that you can cover the rent and all of that. I personally was really lucky as well because um, I managed to move in with my boyfriend and his family's. Uh, So, um, yeah, it was really convenient for me because I could save a lot and I could uh, manage to see London for the first time and uh, explore. Um, we were living a, living a bit uh, on um, the outskirts, but um, you know, it was still a lot cheaper than the renting on uh, a lower salary. So that was my first experience um, moving here. Great. Cameron? Uh,
2: so I moved down like, I think eight months ago or something when I got this job uh, as a runner. And so I was coming down quite often on like the coach and just staying on friends' floors uh, for interviews and stuff. And then when I got the job, I was like, oh, you know, I'll just figure it out later. And so I arranged um, to stay in my friend's conservatory on this sofa that was very small. Yeah. It was getting very close to winter. <laughs> it slowly went from being quite warm to being quite cold. And that's when I started to realize that I actually had to start looking to move out. So I think I'd been living there for sort of just over a month or something on this like conservatory sofa when I started to look on like spare room and gum tree and all these other places for places to live. And I ended up finding a place in the east end of London uh, for around, I think it was 650 a month or something around about that time. And I I went to like sign the contract for it and it turned out the agency was like awful and they really got their money by working over uh, a lot of foreign people who don't have the same kind of renters rights as UK citizens. And I still signed a contract anyway and lived there for like four months, even though it was pretty pretty awful, but just used that time to find a different place somewhere that was a little bit better and seeing more of what I liked in London and stuff and then, you know. Th- Real estate moves so quickly in London, you can go and see a place in the morning and be signed up and live in there by the night. Like, it's just, you can find a place so quickly and even if you don't get a place, there's always somewhere else. Like There are tons of spare rooms and shed houses and shed flats and, and normal flats and you know places that you can rent from estate agents, estate agents that will not <laughs> mess you over if you're foreign. Yeah.
3: And so have you, when you moved from that place, have you moved in with friends?
2: Uh, no, I just kind of made friends with the people that I live with. And, you know, it is kind of like a gamble because you don't know who you're going to live with and stuff. But there's thousands of people in London anyway. So even if you don't like the people you live with, you might like the people you work with or something. Yeah. or the people who work around you. It's just, it's so easy to meet people in London. Well, that gives a high turnover
1: as well. So people who live in London will... I mean, people always move houses, so you're always going to have different people every few months. I think. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I think um, that's the case for me. Um, so even if you don't like your housemates now, next year you'll have <laughs> <laughs> you'll have another few different ones. I know um, me
3: personally. I'm still a very good friends with people that I moved in with in London. I just answered an advert and um, met people, and uh, and then most of my best friends in London are people I actually worked with in my first job in London. And even though we're all working, obviously, in lots of other places now, we're still, like, they're my family, my London <laughs> family. <laughs> um, what's the most random thing that's happened to you in London? And what, you know, I guess scenarios about how you could save money and do things on the cheap? Because I know everyone uh, sort of has to find ways of doing those sorts of things when they first come to London. Has anyone got any good stories or thoughts around how to... How to live well, for less in London. Drink at home,
4: (laughs) get drunk at home, then go out. (laughs) That really helps.
0: Free drinks. Free drinks is
1: the way. There are tons of free things that you can do in London. (laughs) If you just go on Google or type in free tours in London or anything like that, things will come up and you can meet people doing that, and that will explain stuff that you wouldn't otherwise know. So there's definitely things you can do, and if not, just walk around. Good. I mean if you've got the money you can maybe go to the theatre like just before it's about to start and ask for a cheap ticket and they'll probably give you one if you're just on your I own. Think there's
3: a box office in Leicester Square which does that day like return tickets. Yeah but like, if you go at seven twenty, just before it starts you know they're going to wow. have empty seats. This, is, this is a
1: secret. Just, yeah a secret. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell too many people. But yeah if you just go there on your own and be like hey can I see the Lion King uh, here's £10 and they might be like yeah. Go on, because we're not going to sell it in the next 10 minutes. So that's a good tip. I did it a few times. Miss Saigon, I saw the same thing. And they gave wow. did, me did a really bad seat. But then no one was in that area, so they upgraded me to the middle. It was really good. So that's a good little tip. Um, you
4: always get the friend, the person in front of the theater saying, Oh, my friend can come. I have this ticket. Does anyone want it? Yes, I do. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's great. for gigs as
3: well. And that's how I thought. So yeah, Time I'm Out is trying. quite good for the free event listings. There's always yes. lots of stuff. And then, yeah, um, all the
4: museums in London are free, and uh, a lot of them are actually open in the evenings as well. So I like to go on the weekends. Some of them close at 10 pm, and they're free to go, and there's a nice view as well. Um, there is actually a lot of stuff to do for free in London, other than just going to. Like shows that you have to pay for or going for drinks, I think going for drinks is actually one of the most expensive things today, yeah. I imagine. Yes. And
0: there's loads of industry events as well that you can attend for free um, so And they have drinks yeah. and food Yeah, Most <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> of the time of free drinks and
2: free yeah. food so, yeah. so I just it's live off yeah. free buffets yeah. just Make packed <laughs> lunches, is that
0: <laughs> a good tip? Yes, make yeah. your own lunch And any eat lunches over it's quite expensive <laughs> I guess it's also really really nice if you, when you first move here, if you can try and live close to a supermarket so you can budget a bit better and try to pack your own lunches and um, I I guess something that one might want to be careful about is also how far away you travel because it could get really expensive traveling central, Um, but uh, I guess everybody here has got a seating offer on their phone and it tells you how much of fare costs so that's really helpful and if you can find a place that's it's got all these combinations of like a close to the market and a good um, travel budget, um, I guess you can start them budget better and uh, save a bit of money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one of
2: the first things you should really learn is the travel zones and how they work because I've never lived in like a metropolitan city before where you've got different travel zones and different like undergrounds or trams or anything like that. I've just lived in countrysides, so learning the travel zones was quite difficult. It only took like a couple of days and then you sort of get to know the rhythm of like, oh this is where one travel zone ends and the next one begins. It can make quite a difference to your budget if you're another
3: travel zone out over a whole month or a year can be a big difference. The first place I lived
2: was, um, was in Oldgate East, it was on the border between zone one and two. So if you wanted to go anywhere, you could just walk five minutes to just inside zone one and then travel from within zone one was so much cheaper than going from zone two into zone one. So it yeah. was just... Oh, so get a cheap map and look yeah. at the travel zones. Also if you're under 25,
1: I think it is, um, you can get a young person real card and you can link that to your Oyster card. Can um, So basically instead We've of Gold tips. So uh, <laughs> peak times of your train fare, I think zone one to two is like... Two pound ninety or something, but you if you go off peak it's two ten. But then if you have a young person, it's subtracting a third of that, so it'll be one pound forty. So it's pretty much half price. So if you can travel off peak and have the young person card linked to your Oyster card, it's good. That's, um, that's really good. I've actually got a twenty six to 30 rail card, so it's valid until then actually. But it was originally eighteen to twenty five until they recently changed it. So that's nice of the government to do now. Um, (laughs)
3: Thank you, Governor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And another thing is if you find if you're late if you're out late at night, like I am quite a lot, you wanna live somewhere where there's a night you maybe for the weekend, so just bear that in mind. It's a good thing to, to consider when you're finding. Or something a night like, bus. I've always enjoyed bus, the night course. bus. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> some of my most fun times have been on the night bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. never never a dull moment.
0: People people say that a lot when because when you're in London, like half of your rent goes. your salary goes in rent, and uh, people be mad about that. But then when you take the night bus and you're passing, I don't know, um, some nice pretty bridge in the centre and centre, it's just it makes up for it. <laughs>
3: Also, I think it's when people are at their most friendly on the night bus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everybody's had a good time. They're all talking to each other. <laughs>
2: just don't fall asleep on the night bus. I was going to say, that
4: happened to me a lot when I used to live to, in South London and I would just wake up in random places that were yeah. nowhere near my house.
3: <laughs> yeah, I <So> woke up <laughs> in a terminus from a bus thing. And actually, it was amazing because the bus driver took me back to my house <laughs> you know, on, on the bus and opened the doors right outside of my flat, which was so nice of him. And he basically said to me, I've got a daughter around your age and I wouldn't want her sort of trying to get home at this time of night and I'm sort of going that way. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, wow, thank you. That's <laughs> so there are nice people in London as well. So to just sort of wrap up, is there any further advice you'd give people who are thinking about moving to London? do you guys enjoy living in London yes definitely
1: yeah I'd say get out of your comfort zone which is what I did I think if you stay at home it's easy and cheap but that's not necessarily a developing thing in your life so I'd say yeah just do it
0: yeah if you can um, catch the like before coming here if you have any friends in London um, uh, send them a message try to to go for a weekend, for a week if you can, explore and um, if you try to get in the industry try to network if you know anybody and uh, maybe try to go for coffee with them and uh, don't be scared of asking people that's lived here what, which one are the good places to go or um, yeah just try and uh, ask people questions and uh, make friends, um, that's, uh, they're probably going to help you out.
2: Yeah, there's this thing where people think that just because people are in the industry that, you know, they're really difficult to talk to or anything like that. But to be honest, if you randomly message someone who is in the industry, they'd probably be more nervous to reply to the message <laughs> than you would have been in initially sending the message. So it's really easy to network with people who work in the industry or know the area. And no one's just going to not reply to you or tell you like about their experiences because being behind the scenes with a lot of the stuff in a industry where people don't really get a lot of mention, people are probably like bursting at the seams to just talk about yeah. the things that are going on. So there's there's no one that will never tell you about something or keep everything to themselves. Everyone's just super open.
4: And also to kind of keep it realistic, be ready to compromise on some stuff, because for us, nice as it is to live in London, at the beginning, it's not the easiest thing to do, so you need to be ready to budget yourself, or sometimes walk to the nearest bus stop, and, or a you know, try, sometimes you have to stay home to save a bit of money, so it's important to learn to compromise at first a bit, and then eventually you become more comfortable, and it becomes easier.
0: Oh, and be rain safe at all times. Always rain safe. <laughs> rain safe? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's I good. I thought you said
3: something else there. <laughs> yes. Bring an umbrella, but to be fair, I'm from Scotland and this is not a place you need to worry about. (laughs) (laughs) Alright guys, well thanks so much.
2: There we go. End of another Access VFX podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. To find out more about what we discussed, our mentoring program and events we're at, then head over to our website at www.accessvfx.org and follow us on social media. Big thanks for listening. And until next time, bye.